Welcome to New Mercies, a podcast by Mercy Ships, where we'll take you behind the scenes and on board our incredible hospital ships that are transforming lives all over the world. We invite you to join us each week to be inspired and encouraged by stories of life-changing hope and healing. I'm your host, Rayanne Newquist, and this is New Mercies. Caroline Mallory first heard about Mercy Ships in a book she was given when she was a teenager. Later, when she was about to graduate from college, a guest speaker from Mercy Ships came to her university and a new dream was born. Caroline knew she wanted to become a nurse and go serve on board. And seven years later, that dream came true when she boarded the Africa Mercy. Today, she's here to tell us all about it. Here's my interview with Caroline Mallory. Well, Caroline, welcome to the podcast. Thanks. It's so good to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you. I know you just had dinner. So it's the evening time for you in Sierra Leone. You're getting to wind down. Why don't you tell us what are you currently doing on board? I'm a ward nurse. Um, I've been here since January and I primarily work D ward and that's our maxual facial ward. But I also float to plastics and general just wherever the needs are. Oh, my goodness. And so you came to Mercy Ships from North Carolina. Is that correct? Mm -hmm, I did. How fun. And now in a two-year commitment, you're going to get to experience all sorts of things, although you have been on board for several months at this point. And even prior to the Global Mercy, you were on the Africa Mercy. So why don't you go ahead and tell us, how did you hear about Mercy Ships in the first place? And what caused you to go volunteer? So when I was a teenager, I heard about Mercy Ships through a book that I was reading. I didn't really think anything, you know, it's just a book. I enjoyed reading it. And then um, after college, I wasn't sure what I was going to do. And so I did like a faith and work program and they just brought in speakers to tell people what they liked and how they saw their faith impact their work. And a surgeon came and she talked Mm. about her um, experience on um, the Africa Mercy that she had volunteered in housekeeping Um, But because of the work that she saw, she wanted to be a surgeon. Um, And so that just really impacted me. And then like a week later, somebody came and just talked about nursing. And Mm -hmm. even though they didn't put those two together, I did. And so it just became my dream to be with Mercy Ships. And so then I had to apply to nursing school and go to nursing school for two years and then work as a nurse for two years to get experience. And then I applied right in February of 2020, and we all know what happens shortly after that. Um, And so when I got to the AFN in 2022, I realized that it had been seven years since I first had the dream of being a nurse on the Africa Mercy. So it's been just a gift to get to live that out and to kind of come full circle. That is exciting. What was your undergrad degree? It wasn't nursing initially? No, it was um, biology. Um, I wanted to go into physical therapy. Um, And then kind of right at the last minute, I decided that that's not what I wanted to do. And then I spent some time doing missions in Greece. And so then Mm -hmm. I was trying to find something that like connected to missions, but I wanted to have kind of a skill and a thing that I could bring to wherever I was instead of um, just being there. Um, And so, yeah, Mm. so nursing has been a really great way to do that. Oh, that's so neat. Now, what was the book you were reading? I have to know, what was the book that mentions Mercy Ships? 
a book called um, Angels of Mercy by Lurleen McDaniel and my youth pastor actually it's his mom and so I just like was reading the book because it's his mom wrote the book and then years later you know just crazy that it um, came back into my life in such a big way. Oh, that is so cool. So this dream being realized was seven years in the making. What was Mm -hmm. it like for you when you first saw the Africa Mercy and got on board? What were your first impressions? Um, It was a bit surreal, you know, when you see the the ship, especially, you know, most people get to the ship after a really long days of travel and being jet lagged Mm. and sleep deprived. And so part of the, I think, emotions are just like you're finally there and you get to like breathe a little easier because you've made it and then walking up the gangway was very special I have a dear friend who we knew each other um, at the hospital that I was working at and she was the travel nurse and she had volunteered several times with Mm. uh, mercy ships and I like happened to see her water water bottle one night um, when we were working and was like oh that's like that's what I want to do that's so crazy so she actually was on the ship and so she, oh. um, when I first arrived, she came over and gave me a big hug. So that was really special to have a friend already here. And yeah. but yeah, just working, getting to go to work, being around all of these people that I've like heard about for so long, um, it was just so special. Because um, I've you know watched videos for years and seen all of the YouTube tour videos and things like that, <laughs> and then you're here, and it's like, oh, this is this is just my home now. So oh, and these people are just that. people. That's so great. So you're down in the wards and you're working with patients. Can you tell us what the patients were like and maybe a patient that impacted you? Being down in the wards is just the very best part of being on the ship for me. I just love going to work, and um, which is so great to be able to say. I feel like so few people yeah. get to say that. And I truly love um, each part. Every shift has its joys and special times that you get with patients. Um, I think... I always tell people that going out to the veranda or on the AFM, it was deck seven, but that time where all the patients get to go outside and get to spend time with each other is just about the closest thing to heaven that I feel like I get to experience. And I always say that it's kind of like sticking my toe across the line of in my faith tradition, I've always talked or um, felt the sense of the now and the not yet of like where we live in the world and and being on the veranda is just like I feel like I get to stick my toe across that line of like this is what it'll be like um because it just is pure joy and I think the patients have such a good time and I think the thing that I love most about being on the wards is just being surrounded by patients who finally are not alone and that a lot of our patients have spent so much of their lives in solitude and isolation and because of whatever reason um, has brought them to the ship Um, Mm -hmm. but just that they are not alone anymore and they get even for little kids like they get to see other kids that have the same um, same scars as they do, or maybe walk the same as they do. And even like today, um, we had a bunch of cleft um, palate um, babies. And it's just so special to see the moms that they get to, it's not just the patients, but the caregivers, they get to feel less alone because mm-hmm. they're surrounded by other women who know what they've gone through, whose babies look the same, um, and are now getting to celebrate um, their transformation. So that's just so special. And then um, last field service in Senegal, we had this patient 
who is with us for most of the field service, actually. Um, he, I think, stayed on the ward for 86 days um, wow. and had a series of eight surgeries um, oh to rebuild his lips because um, hmm. he had Noma, which is a flesh-eating um, disease that um, had kind of destroyed a lot of his lips. And then he actually had surgery in Senegal to limit it. Um, so that was good. Um, but then it left him without the ability to really talk or communicate. Um, mm. And then obviously had um, a big impact on the way he looked. You know, anytime he would see his reflection, he would just um, like put his hand up um, in mirrors or like push it away. And then, wow. and then obviously he had a series of surgeries um, at one point and um, for a long time he had a trach and he had a tongue flap. And so um, the ability for him to talk was taken away um, wow. and just a lot of his choices. But then slowly through like all of the surgeries and even just spending so much time with the other patients and the nurses and the day crew, um, you could just see his transformation both on the inside and the outside and see him go from, you know, this little boy who everything was so hard and everything and um, he had such little control over his life and um, mm. to just like getting to be a normal six-year-old who was like running around causing chaos and being sneaky um, <laughs> and then especially just the and then the physical transformation him being proud of how he looked and being yeah and um, just really excited and wanting to show off and um, when he had his last surgery and he had um two lips he um yeah he he just wanted even his first night after surgery he wanted to go around to all of the other wards and show off um how oh he looked goodness. so that's just so special that's neat and he's he's six years old mm-hmm. yeah how do people get noma this bacteria that's flesh eating how how do they get that um, it's often contaminated water, um, okay. and so children get it, I think, between two the ages of two and four, and then 80% of kids that get it end up passing away, um, mm. and so the patients that we see that we take care of that have had it, Dr. Yeri always talks about that they're the ones that are have survived it, that they're already survivors, you know, before they even come to us, so... Wow, that's incredible. It's so amazing to hear that even someone that little, six years old, is embarrassed of his appearance and would hide from mm-hmm. mirrors or reflections or whatnot. But to see the pride after his mouth had been yeah. reconstructed and wanting to go show off, and I just, oh, it's incredible. It's incredible to hear things like that. A lot of these patients that you're seeing, they don't have access to affordable or timely healthcare. What is that like for you as a nurse from the United States to be in a in a country, to be in countries that don't have healthcare like we have here in the States? Yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely difficult. I think it does weigh on me just the the lack of access, the things that we take for granted. We take so much um, of even like having clean water and having mm-hmm. antibiotics having surgery, you know, safe surgeries, having um, resources. And I think that's one of the big things that it's this weight, I think that weighs on me um, of how we are 
we're only here because of the lack of resources that um, another country doesn't have. Um, and so I think it, it can be difficult, I think, to um, kind of live in that in between that, of course, yeah. like where I'm so grateful for the patients that I get to take care of and for to see the transformations that um, I see every day at work. Um, mm. But then, you know, there is like the, a painful side of that, of just that um, we can't, we can't help everyone. And there's um, yeah. a lot of people that um, we're not able to have surgery and um, partly just because of the limitations. And so I think it has given me just more of an appreciation of like what we are able to do and that and um, the lives that we do impact and that we do change, especially meaningful. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think sometimes it can be overwhelming when you're in an environment where there is so much need and it almost feels like, what could I possibly do to make a difference? But the reality is just helping even one person makes a huge difference. As we've seen for the 45 plus years that Mercy Ships has been around, you know, some of these patients, they go on then to become nurses and doctors because mm -hmm. they have been so impacted and then they stay in their country to make a difference. And there are so many things going on and the transformation has this beautiful ripple effect. And so you, you do kind of hold this tension of it's overwhelming. Oh my goodness, the need is so great with I am here and God is going to multiply the loaves and fishes, if you will. God's going to mm -hmm. multiply what gifts we're coming to give and impact a nation. So it's a beautiful opportunity to be able to be in that space, but it's difficult. It's difficult as well. Yeah. And with that, I know there's a lot of great things about living on board and the community and, and there's so many wonderful things, but there's also challenges. Do you have mm -hmm. a challenge that you've had to overcome since you've been on board? Um, I think some of that tension of just living, you live in a community, you are um, surrounded by people all the time. And so <laughs> I think there's times where like, you know, you have bad days even here, um, yeah. even though it's so great to be here um, and the community is so sweet. Um, I think there, uh, it can be difficult to be going through things or just like having um, a bad day and then you kind of can't even go to get water without like having to interact with people. Mm -hmm. And so I think having practicing self-care um, and I'm one of those people that I, I love my people um, and also love my little bit of alone time. And so learning sure. how to take care of myself and have that time um, to process things because um, sometimes you're just you're with people um, from the time that you wake up to the time that you go to bed. Um, and I think that kind of comes out when things happen or um, difficult mm -hmm. conversations with patients or things happen um, even with other crew members that because you're around people all of the time, I think um, our bodies often tell us when they need to slow down and they need to rest. Oh. And so I don't often, I don't often listen. And so that's something that I'm still practicing. It's just like going to bed, even if my friends are all spending time together or learning to process things um, with um, maybe one person instead of having it be um, a group discussion or things like that, where it's just, sure. um, I think that limitation and um, that we're all, we're all finite and have a limited amount of time 
and energy. And I think especially being long-term, that's something that I've really had to learn because Mm -hmm. when I came for three months before um, in 2022 and when you are only there for three months, you can kind of like live it up and give all of your energy to all of the people, all of, you know, spend all of your off days learning to surf or um, just doing fun things all the time. And, but when you're here for two years, I think you have to learn to kind of pace yourself and, and have that time to rest and recover. Absolutely. You're a wise woman because it's true. You have to have some good boundaries, some intentional self-care and the hardest thing in the world, go to bed even though everyone Mm -hmm. else is still awake. (laughs) So I think that's great. You are giving all day long. You know, really, you're giving to patients and you're caring for them. You're pouring out physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. It's a lot. What are the patients giving you in return that draws you to this kind of work? I always say that they give me so much more than I give to them. Um, Mm -hmm. They just fill me to the brim with joy. Um, The patients, they're also just so kind and they are very patient as I try to learn little phrases um, in their language. Um, And they, they, I think their love for each other, their love um, for us, it just, um, just fills me fills me so constantly overflowing Um, and and I also think that just seeing um seeing transformation like it's impossible um not to be transformed yourself and so I get to see patients um obviously have physical transformation these like big tumors are removed um kids get to walk on straight legs for the first time um you know, all these cleft palate babies get to eat um, and get nice and fat um, with their new lips. But um, I think the inner transformation is also just as transformative, if not more, because it's, uh, it continues to grow as they go back to their home um, community. And yeah, just that inner transformation is the thing that I love seeing that they um are you can see the confidence kind of lift their shoulders they um have um just so much um they have so much joy they just want to sh- they just i want to show off um how mm. they look and and they're always taking pictures and um dancing and it just it just is this picture i think of the transformation that we all get to experience um, and so, yeah, it's impossible to see that every day and not have my own um, transformation as well. Yeah. You mentioned that, you know, seeing the transformation of the patients, it transforms you. Your time thus far being on board, how do you feel like your life is different? How have you been transformed? I mean, I think in tangible ways, I think I have experienced hope. Um, I think that we, mm. we all, we often say that for our patients, but I think, um, like Dr. Gary always says that, um, for hope to be credible, um, in the future, it has to be tangible in the presence. And I think that that's something that I've also been able to, um, hold on to for myself of, because I've seen God work in my patients, because I've seen the transformation 
um, it also gives me hope. It gives me mm. um, something to point to um, when I'm struggling. I think that um, just being able to see God's goodness and kindness through having those um, quiet moments with patients through, like I talked about um, with the little boy that was here for so long, just um, often I would hold him as he was going to bed um, because he would always struggle to go to sleep. And just that gift of getting to be one of um, his people that he, he Mm -hmm. loved and I got to love him. um, It's just um, was such an incredible gift. And it's one of the things that I keep on reminding myself of just how good and kind God is um, more than I could have asked or imagined. Um, And that, um, you know, that has changed, I think, my faith, too, of just yeah. um, instead of looking for um, things to be laid out and easy, um, because things never are. And um, I think <laughs> for me, it's been very important for my faith instead of like asking God to to prove himself over and over. Um, I have been able to like look back and to see how kind and good he is and even like we said, when we can't help everyone, but I think having um, just the presence to stay with the person that's in front of me um, has helped a lot um, through just periods of doubt and periods of asking questions and things like that. Hmm. Well, Caroline, as we wrap up our time together, what would you say to someone listening to this who's considering coming and volunteering on board? I know that we are always in need of volunteers, especially (laughs) next year when we have both ships serving at the same time. We need volunteers. What would you say to someone? What would be your word of encouragement? I mean, obviously they should do it because why not? (laughs) (laughs) For any amount of time, I think that's something that um, people don't often realize is that you know, you don't have to come for two years. You can come for a short amount of time as well. Um, I think that it's amazing how anyone could come and really great if you were a nurse, because yeah, we need a lot of nurses, but just really any person has the skills that they could work anywhere on the ship. And I think that it has just been, I mean, it really has changed my life. Yeah. I, I can't imagine what my life would be like if I hadn't come. So for me, it's hard to imagine not wanting to say yes, because it was my dream for seven years. And so, yeah, I would definitely say apply, look, look to see what the needs are. And even if you don't see a specific job that you're doing, um, be creative and just say yes anyway. I agree. Say yes. You won't regret it. There's so many opportunities on board, not just medical, but also in housekeeping, in the galley, working in the ship shop, in the academy as a teacher, in the communications department. There are numerous amounts of jobs available. So check it out at mercyships.org forward slash volunteer. Caroline, thank you so much for sharing with us today and taking a pause after dinner. It's time to rest. It's time to go (laughs) have those boundaries and take care of yourself. But thank you so much for sharing with us. It's been very encouraging to hear that you were steadfast for seven years before God brought this dream to a reality. And that is very encouraging to all of us. So thank you for sharing with us today. Thank you for having me. 
Come join the Mercy Ships family and volunteer with us on board. We are looking for all kinds of skills and talents, both inside and outside of the medical field. Go to opportunities.mercyships.org to find out more. Next week, Senior HR Manager Whitney Grant will be here sharing with us her volunteer story and the current open positions we have at Mercy Ships. 